theyeshiva.net. You see page Tasvav, the last paragraph. We now go to the next stage. Just as the whole explanation that Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah that happened when the Jewish people stood at Mount Sinai after they endured the exile in Egypt and came to Har Sinai. And we explained that that was an Ilu Nifla. It was an a whole new paradigm, a whole different state relative to the Torah that existed in the times and in the mind and in the life of even the Aves of Ramitzak and Yaakov. Which is why Hashem tells Moshe that I appear to have Ramitzak and Yaakov with the name Shindalad Yud. And we explained that Shindalad Yud is Shaddai, Omar Lai Dai. It's the dimension, what we call Kaya Chagvul the finiteness of the universe, which means it's the name that is expressed through the universe, that which contains the world, that which limits the world, it shouldn't go too up, it shouldn't go too down, as explained before. And then by Matan Torah was the Gilui of what? Shem Havaya Yudke Vavke, Havaya De La'ela, the Atzmus Seif, to the point that when the Moichen, Haniglim of Matan Torah, when the, when the ideas, the awareness, the connection that Matan Torah brought out, when that started to be triggered and revealed, the old Moichen had to depart and become ultimately eclipsed. And that was the whole explanation of the Brisbane Absarim and the Golis Mitzrayim. And what Hashem tells Moshe Atasirah, now that the Asarim Amoris, are completely concealed. Pare denies them completely. Now, Aseris Adibris can begin to emerge. That's all about Matan Torah versus pre-Matan Torah. We now go to the next step. Cain, who al A similar level, you can appreciate. Richu erech. The extraordinary distance, the extraordinary remoteness. The difference between that which is now taka revealed through Matan Torah relative to that which will be revealed in the future through Mashiach speedily in our days. Amen. This is expressed in the Pasuk in Yeshaya. Yeshaya Hanavi, Isaiah, who was the prophet of redemption, says in Perik Nanalev, Ki Torah me'iti teitzeh. Torah will come out from me. So Chazal say, Chidusha shall Torah me'iti teitzeh. Torah chadosha me'iti teitzeh. There'll be like a new Torah that comes out from me. It's a famous medrash in Parsha Shmini, where Chazal say that La'asad Lovet is going to be the great feast of the Leviathan and the Sher Habar. And the Leviathan, the Leviathan is going to, uh, slaughter, it's going to kill the, the Sher Habar, this huge ox 
Bisampirov with its fins. And the Gemara the Medrash says, it's against the Mishnah that you can't shecht b'magal with a, with a sickle, not a smooth knife. And how can this shayr habar will be, how can this shayr be kosher to eat for tzaddikah? And the Medrash answers, this posik, Toira me'iti teitze, chidush Toira me'iti teitze. Now you have to understand what that means, halacha doesn't change. Toira zayis le'te mechlefes, we learned once a maim alakud ha'toira parashish shmini, if you remember. Levyosun zayi tzarta l'sachik boy, the avon of this, uh, of this Medrash, divrei chachamim v'chidoisam. But what we're learning out from this medrash is that there is a a, a newness, a chiddush Torah. In other words, it's not that there was matan Torah, and that just continues all the way till Mashiach. Obviously, matan Torah was matan Torah; won't happen again. But there's something completely new in the Geula, in the future Geula, even relative to the great revolutionary paradigm shift of matan Torah. Ah, you'll ask, one second. If you take seriously what we said before, what's the Chiddush? Hagam shebeshas matantayde nigle gamkin pnimiyas. Kemeshekosav ponem beponem. We explained that what was the Chiddush of matantayde? That the pnimiyas of the Ein Saif emerged. And it's nitfus, it's grasped in the etzim haneshama, in the core of the neshama, in the core of the Yechiddush abenefesh of a Jew. That till then, it was what? It was Chachmi Yediyah, you could be Teufus, the Beire, based on the Nivra. The Beire that is projected from Bria. And even if it's very real, like by Avram Avinu, who really grasped the Balabayas, Labirizu, and they had a relationship with that Balabayas, it was a relationship with the owner of the palace, the architect, the designer, the artist, the musician. The intelligent designer, as they like to call him. The intelligent designer. That relationship. But the pnimius of Ein Saif, that complete intimate relationship with the core of truth, with the core of infinite truth that is beyond infinity and beyond finiteness, that the person is not capable of. Ah, mazel tov. <laughs> I told him yesterday that there's no knas for not coming today. We're not, uh, we're not checking him off today. He's exempt. But just, okay. Uh, but by Martin Taylor, what was the Chiddush? Ponim beponim dibir Hashem Ponim beponim is the full pnimius. Face to face. Like the marshal he gave. It's not just you see the artist from the piece of art, but you know the artist from within, you know him. And mainly you also can appreciate that the art is just one expression. And actually the art may be the smallest, the smallest expression. As the Balatanya says. So, if, if that came out, if that's real, if that's what Matan is, if that's what Yiddishkeit is, never competes with science or physics. Where science ends, it begins. So, what more? 
what, what you have ponim upon him, you have the pnimius, you have the truth, you have the core. So now you tell me that just like the remoteness of Matan Torah, Lagabi before Matan Torah, is the distance of Mashiach, even Lagabi Matan Torah. So he says, that's true, all true. Aval einza adayin rak bepnimius haneshama shubchinas yichida. Where is the ponim beponim felt? Where is this relationship? MS that through Matan Torah Hashem implanted himself and allows the, the soul, the etzem yechidah is considered the core, core, core quintessence of the soul. Medrash says that chamisha shemes nikrula. Soul has five names, five dimensions. Nefesh, ruach, neshama, chaya, and yechidah. Yechidah is the fifth level, the deepest core. Every day there's three, da- we daven three times a day. Shabbos, Yom Tov, four times. Yom Kippur, five times. Every tefillah corresponds to one dimension, and you have ne'ila, which is yechidah shabanefesh. Yechidah comes from the word yachid. We have in the hishainus of Sukkot, the third day, I mean, it depends on the nusach. Toyenes ulach yechidah liyachdach. Speaks about the Jews. Toyenes, the Jewish soul. Toyenes ulach. It carries your, your oil, your, your yoke, so to speak, your presence. Yechidah liyachdach. It's one unifying you. Yechidah represents the complete oneness. That at the core, core, core soul, it's not just there's a recognition that there is a boire from stunning the world. But there's an absolute oneness, as he said, amitis atzmus ein soif nitfes be'etzem ha'yechidov neshamas Yisrael. Nefesh. It's Bereshus Rabba, Medrash Rabba Bereshus. Chamisha Shemus Nikru Ula. The soul has five names Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaya, Yechida. You want to know if that's what's bothering Congressman Omer? Yeah, well, the Gemara says in Shabbos that Sinai comes from the word Sinai, right? Shemimena Yarda Sinal Umasailam. That's what the Gemara says in Shabbos, Peches, I think. That Sinai comes from the word Sinai. When the Torah was given on Har Sinai, Animosity also descended. So that, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a separate, a separate sugya. So, so that's like a, 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 an extraordinary idea that, as he says by Matan Torah, Nigla lehem atzmus oirin soif bepnimius neshmasim, as we learned before. The atzmus of ein soif. Is present. It's revealed in the core of their soul, and as he put it earlier, makiri mitzad etzem ayichidus atzmos ayin soif, mitzad the yichidus shabenefesh, the deepest quintessence of the Jewish soul. He recognizes. He has a hakarin atzmos ayin soif. Hakarin, not a yidia. Hakarin means it's like we're we're best friends. We just know each other. We experience each other because it's one. There's complete oneness. That's all t- true. And this shift was a quantum leap to a completely different place. And that's the real core of Amunah and the real core of Yiddishkeit, etc. The Chiddush of La'asid Lava of the Gula is that this Etzem this oneness that the soul knows and recognizes with a hakara, tvi'as ayin, not just a simen. 
the Tzviyas Ayin we keep on talking about. Atzmus Ein Tzayif is going to be Begilu Beguf in the most revealed way, in the very body, in the very physical, physical body, the sensation, the physicality of the person. After Matan Taira, it's in Yechidah Shebenefesh. Yechidah Shebenefesh is the core, core, but it remains in the core. But there's a whole outer dimension of human life that can be detached from it, that may not be aligned. The Chiddush of La'asad Lavi is that the Hakkara and Atzmos comes from the body. <laughs> from the body, through the body, in the body. That's a whole different Maisa. That's a whole different Matzah. So similar to the revolution of Matan Teira, the Gabi before Matan Teira, is the complete transformation from Mashiach, even the Gabi Matan Teira. Ponem beponem dibur Hashem imochem, that the etzem ha-yechida of a Jew is makir atzmos ein sof. But where are you makir? Where do you have a hakari ein sof? In the etzem ha-neshom, in the deepest, deepest layers of the soul. Mitzad Matan Teira. The Chiddush of the Geula is that this Etzim HaYechidah, the Akari and Atzmus, is a body experience. By the future Matan Torah, the Torah Chadoshim Etitetz. That's the meaning of, it says by Mashiach, the Novi Scharius says the famous Pesach, Oni V'Roichev Al HaChamor, right? He's a poor man and he rides on a donkey. A donkey What's wrong if he comes in a, uh, a Cadillac or a Toyota or a BMW? Nobody will say hi to him. The Pshat Chamer, the Maral says Chamer comes from the word Chaymer. Chaymer is the material. Chaymer is material. Right? There's Tzura and there's Chaymer, the brute, the physical. Ani that the Gilui of the Ein by the Gula is Al HaChamer. It's on the Guf and it's through the Guf. He, re- come, he comes on the Chamar. The Chamar brings Mashiach. The goof itself, the Gashmi itself, the physicality itself becomes the perfect conduit of the core of Ein Saif. Mashiach. Mashiach ben David. Yeah, yeah. Bemela, what happens is that the pnimius of Ein Saif is revealed, then Lamata below, as it is Lamaila above in the Mamish, in the most external elements of the world. To the point that the Yesh Hagashmi will become complete, completely synchronized and you'll see the oneness of the Yeshagashmi with the Yeshamiti. The Yeshagashmi is the physical Yesh, the physical sense of the substanti- subs- substance of the world, which on its own superficially is extremely egotistical and self-contained and divorced from any deeper truth. Elamai, you can search and excavate and scrutinize and, and work on yourself and work on the world and come to appreciate some deeper forms of truth and spirituality. Yesha Miti is the true Yesh, the true being, the true existence.
What's the Geula? The Geula is that the Yesha Gashmi and the Yesha Amiti are completely one. That the Yesha Gashmi is nothing separate from the Yesha Amiti. That the full truth of the Yesha Amiti, the ultimate true Yesh, which is the core of Ein Saif, is expressed, revealed, and manifested in the very Yesha Gashmi. That becomes the definition of Yesh. The Gashmi definition of Yesh. The physical, brute definition of Yesh. Which till now, at some point, it's, de- it's, it's detached, it's disaligned. The ego, the Yeshagashmi, is considered the great threat, threat to uh, spirituality. Ayin, Ayin is glorified. Ayin is the bittle, the, the nothingness, the real nothingness, meaning the, 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 the intangibility that the Yesh must strive for, that which is beyond. The Chiddush of Mashiach is that the Yeshagashmi becomes the greatest, not only testimony of the Yeshamiti, it is the Yeshamiti. The whole gili of Yeshamiti is in the Yeshagashmi. That's a whole different Misa. That's why Chazal says, When is Mashiach born? By the Churban Beis Hamikdash. It's brought in Paiskim, based on this Maimah Chazal, which is from Medrash Rabbah Eicha, Eicha Rabbah Parsha Aleph, and also in Yerushalmi it says, that Mashiach is born by the Churban Beis HaMikdush, Tishabov. That's what we say, Nachem, in the afternoon the Avelis decreases, even though the Churban happened late in the afternoon. But because Tishabov also has this element of latest Mashiach, it's brought in Paiskim and Allah of Tishabov. I told you last time that Yerushalmi says that there was a Jew plowing his cow on Tishabov in the areas of the Judean desert. I guess there was something to plow over there, wherever it was, but far from Yerushalayim. And an Arab heard his cow give a, his ox give a grunt. Um, and he said, stop plowing because your base Amikdash was destroyed. The Yerushalmi says this, Talmud Yerushalmi. And then a moment later, the cow gave another grunt. And he said, continue plowing because your Redeemer, your Mashiach, was just born. So the way we learn it generally is it's two separate phases. There's the Chorban, and then there's the birth of Mashiach after the Chorban. But now we understand a different word. The whole pshat is different. The Hainu, Machmas Shenoilad Mashiach. It's not two separate things. The Chorban comes, comes because there's a gili of Mashiach. Machmas Shanailad Mashiach. Because there's a birth of Mashiach, therefore, Nisoider Bemaker Lamaila Meichen Ayosek Vayim Kamal. Back to our Marshal. There's a birth of a new idea, a completely new reality that even Matan Taira didn't bring into the world. That's what the Medrash Chazal say, Torah Chadosha Me'iti the Pasuk in Yeshaya, Torah Me'iti it's a new Torah. What does it mean a new Torah? Not a new Alacha. HaTorah is one of the 13 principles is HaTorah is not going to be changed. The Torah mitzvahs are immutable. What's the Torah Me'iti say? A new idea comes in. What's this idea? That's called the birth of Mashiach. What happens when the new idea comes into the teacher? What happens? We know the old gilu starts getting concealed. More concealed. The more. 
I'm more concerned. But it's all in the teacher still. It's not yet in the student. For the student, it spells distance, absence. So he says, There was a birth of a new oil. In the source of the world, meaning there was aroused the highest level of Meichen. Not just a greater idea, the highest idea. This is the idea of Geula. Complete oneness. Complete oneness, not just that the etzem, you can have a relationship with the core but that the material itself, the most external dimension of existence, becomes the conduit of the ultimate truth, of all truth beyond existence. Giluya yechide in the guf, the chitzayni yisa'aylamis. Mamish have the same gilu of etzem, the yesha nivra becomes one with the yesha miti. That idea emerges. V'lachain chorav beis hamikdash. The birth of Mashiach, which comes after the Chorban, really is coming before the Chorban. It's the trigger, it's, be, it's the prerequisite, it's the antecedent of the Chorban. That's why the, there was a Chorban, the previous paradigms, the previous revelations got lost. There's no Besamikdash, there's nothing left. That's the moment of complete darkness. The moment when the light that was manifest, what's the Beis HaMikdash? The Beis HaMikdash is the light of God manifested in the world. That was just destroyed. So how do you see that? You could look at it and say, that's the end of God in this world. What did Friedrich Nietzsche say? Huh? Yeah? <laughs> right, I read something that there was somebody saw on a subway station, some graffiti. God is dead, hyphen Nietzsche. And under it, Nietzsche is dead, hyphen God. <laughs> Not a bad comeback from God, right? <laughs> yeah, the Gemara Navayda Zara says, 6,000, shit al-fishnin hava'amu, the 6,000 years, the first 1,000 years is toyu, chaos. Second 1,000 years is toyra. And the next 2,000 years, yemais ha-mashiach. That's called 2,000 years in Moshe Mashiach. You know when that started? Alpayim Shana Toyu ended at the year 2000. Then starts Toyu. When was Avram Avinu born? Avram Avinu was born 1948. Not 1948, our 1948. Other things happened 1948. <laughs> 1948 from the creation of the world. 1948 from the creation of the world. That's the end of Alpayim Toyu. The 2,000 years of Toyu starts Toyu. Because Avram Avinu begins, now we understand. The Brisbane Absarim, Matan Toyu doesn't begin by Matan Toyu. Matan Toyu begins by Golos Mitzrayim and even before by Brisbane Absarim. And when did that happen? That happens, Mamish, before the year 2000. Because always before you have a little bit of Toyamel, you know, Erev Shabbos, you start having, it's called Toysvis Shabbos, you bring in Shabbos earlier. Then you have 2,000 years of Torah. So you have from 2,000, 3,000, 4,000. So 4,000, 4,000 was just a few decades after the Chorban, because the Chorban Barashani happened in the year 3,000, uh, Gimel Tov, Tov Ches, 3,828. 3,828 since creation. So just, uh, or some say 3,829 or, or 3,830. 
In, in English, in the secular calendar, it's the year 70, 68, 69, or 70 after the common era. But in the Jewish calendar, the first Chorban was Gimel Shilach. It's always easy to remember. The year when God sent away the people. Gimel Shin Lamed Ches, 3338, 3338 since creation. Chorban Bayesheni happens, obviously, a few centuries later, because they come back, they build the Beis HaMikdash. It stands for a few hundred years. And then the second one is destroyed in the year 3828, or 29, or or 30, one of those years. 170 years later is the year 4,000, and that's called Yemaisa Mashiach. Right. Yeah, Erev Shabbos, yeah. The Ramban says that every day of Sheshis Mebereshis corresponds to a millennium. So Friday is a 24-hour day. So the way it works is that every 12 hours is 500 years. 24 hours is 1,000 years, right? So Thursday night begins the year 5,000. But what we're understanding here is that Yemaisa Mashiach doesn't only mean Yemaisa Mashiach when the Gula actually came. Because unfortunately, the year 4,000, the Gula didn't come. And certainly the day of Tisha B'av, there was no Mashiach. On the contrary, there was the exact opposite. What we're learning here is after you have to understand what the Chorban is. That when you understand the Pnimius of the Chorban, what is it? It is the birth of Mashiach. The birth of the new is what causes the concealment of the old. So there's no presence of God in the world. That's what Chorban Beis HaMikdash means. And that's why it becomes a day of mourning. And it remains a day of mourning until Binyan Beis HaMikdash Shlishi. That aspect is obviously not cancelled. That's the nigla of it. That's the revealed dimension of it. Or the halachic aspect of Tisha B'av. Somebody asks you, what's Tisha B'av? Tisha B'av is a day of sadness. It's a day of mourning. And that's true on a level of nigla. On a level of nister, what's Tisha B'av? It's the birth of Mashiach. It is the birth of Mashiach. That's what it is. When the nigla and the nister, when the revealed and the concealed come together, that's called gula. So the Chorban, Beis HaMikdash, on one level is the greatest histalkos. It's the greatest darkness. The whole Ur is gone. And it didn't happen in one day. The Chorban Beis HaMikdash happened in stages. The Sanhedrin already left years earlier. I mean, it was, you know, pretty chaotic over there at the end of Bayesheni. But still, there was a remnant. There was some Ur. There was some shear going on. There was a Karbonis that were being brought. It was, the Bayesheni was not an easy era. I once heard from a barrel wine. He was teaching history, so he said, you know, if Jews survived by Hashani, they could survive anything. There was civil war, there was strife. It was not an easy time by Hashani. After everything said and done, there was a shear. The shear was going on. Yeah, there were a lot of hecklers, and there were disturbances, and the lights went off, and the lights went on, and there was no air condition. It was a complicated shear. It was a disturbed, it was a distracted shear, but it was a shear. The teacher was teaching. Churban Beis HaMikdash, this complete silence. Quite literally, and of course conceptually. So that complete eclipse of the divine presence in the world, what is it? It's darkness. Like the teacher, who just grew silent, and the student is left without any gili. Like we said before, the lifeline got interrupted. The tainuk that he was experiencing, the pleasure got interrupted. What's really happening on a deeper level? A new light just emerged. A completely new earth. And for that earth to take shit to, to take root and to develop, 
The old art is a disturbance, it's a distraction. The teacher could continue giving the old shear. But that new one is lost. So when that moment of darkness, confusion, and uncertainty enters into your life, on a nigla level, there's, 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 there's a certain, there's a loss. And there are tears that come with that loss. And you have to respect that. You can't deny that unless you're in La La Land. Right? On a nister level, the same truth, the same loss is also carrying a different message. And that is something new opened up. A new opportunity, a new possibility. I may not be able to master it now. I probably won't. Because if I would be able to master it, then it's not a new thing. If I would be able to master it, if it could just be a, a simple transition, then it wouldn't be new. It's completely new, so new that the old had to die. That's the point, exactly. And that accelerates. That, 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 that confusion accelerates back to the marshal. The deeper the teacher masters the new idea, the more it takes shape, the more it's manifested in the world. It comes from Chachmet to Binet to Daz. What happens? The more absence, the more detached. The histalkos, be'ilui, achar ilui, achar ilui. Well, in the mashal, at some point, he just grows silent and, and you don't have that relationship anymore. It's true when the new idea comes in, it's going to include the old idea as well. It's not, it's not, you're, you're really not losing it. That's true. Bechlal Masai and Mona. Within 200, you have 100. Which will encompass it as well. It will, it won't, uh, the old shit doesn't have to be deleted. <laughs> that, that's the gilui, the, the gilui of the gilui of the ain't soif in the world, right? in a manifest way, is interrupted. That's what the Chorban is. Yeah, so the godly particle in the Chaymer, maybe we already found. But the Chiddush here is, even without a, even if you don't have microscopic eyes. <laughs> yeah. V'lechein charev beis ha-mikdash b'nestale gilia kadem kanal shayis oirirus who siba sayistalkus? He repeats again. The hisoirus is the siba sayistalkus. It's not the histalkus is siba sayisoirus. The hisoirus is siba sayistalkus. The reason there was a histalkus is because there was a new isoirus. Darkness descended because the new light is struggling to enter. And it needs the space to be able to enter. And therefore, because Mashiach is born, Galus begins. And what's the system of Galus? The revelation of godliness in the world got diminished. The revelation of Torah got diminished. Generation after generation. By the Churban itself, you had the Tanoim. You had some of the greatest Tanoim. Then you had the Amiroyim. Then you had the Goinim. And so it continues and continues. So there wasn't only a Golos on a physical level. That's true. But also on a spiritual level, there were tremendous revelations that existed in the beginning of Golos. 
even in Golos, with the Tanoim and the Amirayim, that also got diminished. The Gilead got diminished. Our generations are called Ikvid the Meshicha. Ikvid the Meshicha, which means the footsteps, the sole, the bottom of the foot, because it's Akvayim Mamish, it's considered, it's compared to the Ikvisa, to the Akvayim, to the bottom of the foot, which in terms of the organism of the body has the least blood circulation and is considered the most distant from the brain. That it's also true. And we ask the question if Golos is a punishment that should get easier and easier. But if you understand Golos in a different light, so the more the new light comes in, the more there is a diminishment of the old light. So that means two things are happening simultaneously. On one level, the Golos gets worse and worse and worse, meaning less light, less light, less light. Both spiritual light, the Gilead and also physicality. There were things that happened later in Golos that didn't happen at the beginning of Golos. Our generation knows this all too well. That's true, even before... Ikvasa, yeah. Right. Much closer now. Well, now we can say Ikvasa de Ikvasa de Meshacha, right? Ikvasa de Ikvasa de Meshacha. Ekev, the word Ekev, this week's parasha, Ekev. Akiva. Akavya ben Mahalal, yeah? It could be. To look in Kisve Harizal. It could be. So therefore, so two things are happening simultaneously. On one level, the air is diminished more and more and more. Just like in the Marshall, the teacher is becoming more and more distanced. There's more silence. There's more confusion. The student is losing everything. What's really happening though? What's really happening though is, an opposite thing is happening. There's a gilui of a new air, more and more and more. And the two are commensurate with each other. The more the teacher is growing distant and absent, what does it mean? It means that the air is becoming more revealed. So that's the paradox that's happening. So as it continues and there's more chayshech, on another level there's also more air. We see here a very interesting thing. If you look in Jewish history, when it comes to Torah, for example, yeah, everybody knows that the system of Torah is that it was given at Maimed Harsina. And obviously a lot of Torah was developed over the generations. It's called Torah Shabal Peh. We have the Mishnah, we have the Gemara, and we have... Sifra and Sifri and Tesefta, Braisa, Medrashim, etc. And then, of course, you have Ga'inim, you have Bavli, Yerushalmi, Ga'inim, Rishonim, Achroinim, Achroinim, Achroinim. And there's always a system, Amirayim don't argue with Tanoim. The Ga'inim don't argue with the Amirayim, and certainly not with the Tanoim. The Rishonim won't argue with any of the previous generations. The Achroinim won't argue with the Rishonim. They'll argue among themselves. Adhayoim, they'll argue among themselves. But that which was established by the Rishonim, if a Rishon said something, you're not going to argue. In other words, why? There's a recognition that the closer to Maimed Har Sinai, 
Like we're learning here, there was a greater revelation of the core of Torah. So the way Rambam or Rashi or Ramban or Rajba, these are the Rishonim or the Ran or the Ritva, understood Torah, there's a certain like quantum leap and respect that we have for that. Just like the Amirayim had for the Tanoim, the Tanoim had for previous generations, all the way back to Maimed Har Sinai. And as it evolves, there's what we call Yerida Sadairis. Whereas the Gemara says, Achshur Dari Bitmiya, the generations are getting better, Bitmiya. There's a certain descent, a desensitization, and a lower uh, understanding or appreciation. And therefore, even though we want to understand and we try to understand, and there's a lot that we could understand, but there's a certain system that's maintained in all of halachic literature by those who take Torah seriously, I'm talking about, of course, and are completely loyal to the integrity uh, of Torah, both intellectually, academically, and in terms of spiritually, Yerushalayim. So the more you go back, right? The more you go back, it's considered a higher revelation of Torah. That's when it comes to Torah Sanigla. When it comes to Torah Sanigla, in terms of Halacha, Gemara, Mishnah, that's the system how it works. When it comes to Torah Sanister, what's called Pnimiyas HaTorah, Kabbalah, Chsidus, that, you see an interesting trend. And that is, even though by Matan Torah, there's a famous expression that by Matan Torah, the Nigla was Benister and the Nister was Benigla. The whole Nigla Matan Torah was concealed because it was all in the Aseris Adibris. It had to be developed. But the Nister was Benigla because Hashem emerged. Ponim Ponim Dibra Hashem So the Nister was Benigla. The Chsam Seifer once said that somebody who denies Nister Benigla denies Nigla Benister. You hear? Think about it. It's pretty intense. With Nista, you see the opposite. In the beginning of Jewish history, by Matan Torah was all benigla. In the beginning of Jewish history, the Pnimius of Torah was revealed to a certain degree. I mean, there was Nevuim by Yisrishim. But the system of it, yeah. So later you have the Svarim, you have Sefer Yitzir, you have Sefer Aboyer, you have Sefer Hazoyar. As your generations progress, you have more Gilui, more Gilui. And then you have the Arizal. The Arizal lived a few hundred years ago, very, very far from Matantayna, much later than the Tamayim, much later than the Mairayim, much later than the Goinim, later than the Rishayim. It's already the era of the Achirayim. The Arizal lived in the era of the Beis the author of the Shulchan Aruch and Svas. And the Arizal is considered Halacha Kedivri Arizal. The Arizal is considered the Paisak Achir when it comes to Kabbalah, Lagabi, all those before him. How does that change? In Nigla, it's the exact opposite. The Rizal is considered the greatest authority in Kabbalah, even the Gabi, all the generations before. Suddenly there's an opposite trend. It's like the later you are, the better you are. And then after that Rizal, you had more, more revelation of Kabbalah, and then came the Balshemtiv. The Balshemtiv, much later, the Balshemtiv was born in 1698, which is 150 years after that Rizal, and revealed the whole the teach, the teachings of Chassidus. And then his students and his students. But now you understand, because you're talking about two sides 
of Judaism, and they operate in completely opposite ways. Let's go back to our marshal. <laughs> when you speak about the dimension of darkness, the further you go, the further progression, the more concealment, the less gilui. In the beginning, you have much more gilui. Even in Golos, you have the Tanoim. But as the Golos continues, more absence, less light, less clarity, more confusion. The way the Amirayim learned Gemara, the way Rav and Shmuel, Abaya and Rava, Reb Nachman and Reb Huna, Reb Ashi and Ravina, and certainly the Tanoim, Reb Akiva, Reb Meir, Reb Yehuda, Reb Yosi, Reb Shimon, all these, the way they understood Torah, yeah? So we have a little glimmer of it. Once in a while, you can understand a little more. It gets more and more diminished. Why? Because the old shear, <laughs> the old shear, it becomes less intense. The teacher, so to speak, is less present, and the oir is diminished. So that's why in Teres Hanigla, you go back in order to find more truth. But one second, why is there a greater darkness as every generation continues? Why? Because Mashiach was born. And that light is becoming more and more revealed. Teres Hanister, Pnimi Rashi says in Shashidim, that's the Torah of Mashiach. Rashi says, Yishakenim in Ishikis Piyu is, Mashiach is going to reveal, that's the Lashon of Rashi in Shashidim, Soita Meha Umistar Tzvunaisaha. The ultimate secrets of Torah. That really belongs to La'asid Lavai. So the closer you get to Mashiach, the more of that oil comes out. And it's Habahatalia. The less of the old oil, it's because there's more of the new oil. So that's why the generations progress in terms of Pnimiyas HaTayra. Fakert, the Pnimiyas HaTayra is getting more revealed, more revealed, more revealed in deeper levels, higher levels, and becoming more manifested in the world. The exact opposite trend. And it's not a contradiction. It's really Habahatalia. Just like in Tishabov. The Nigla of Tishabov is one dimension. The Pnimiyas of Tishabov is another dimension. And they complement each other. So on the level of Nigla, the more the generations progress, it's Yerida Sadaris. Lower, 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 and then there's complete silence. There's no de- complete detachment. The student is completely detached. On the level of Pnimiyas, it's the exact opposite. There's Aliyah Sadaris. The Dairis are going higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. Much higher. Not only higher, infinitely higher. That's why there's Yerida Sadaris. The Yerida is because the Aliyah. Because there was a whole new oil of Mashiach that was revealed. That creates the Yerida, the descent, the histalkos, the interruption. Opening, opening the student, giving the student the ability and the teacher the ability for a completely new light. That light of the Pnimius of the Oilam is becoming more ripe and more ripe and more ripe and more fermented until the ultimate gili of Mashiach. When the Yesha Nivra and the Yeshamiti become one, when the Yechide is not, not only the Ein Saif is Nitfus in Yechide, but it's Nitfus in the Guf, in the very physical mechanism. In other words, this complete alignment between the highest and the lowest, between the greatest physical brute material and the ultimate truth of Ein Saif. The Chap is the now physical blocks. Yeah. The physical becomes. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. Now the physical eclipses the spiritual. You have to work and prove and argue. 
and the goof is seeing, if you look in all the, you know, if you look in all of, you, 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 you look in a lot of farm, the goof is like the enemy of Avodah Hashem. The goof is like the problem. You want to sleep and you want to eat and you want to drink and you have this type of that type of that type. In the truth of reality, it's not that way. The gili of Mashiach is going to be through the chamer, through the chamer. That's why the expression in Amoist is a posik, Sukas David Hanefelis. We say it in Sukas Harachmon Yokim Lano. Sukas David Hanefelis. But the source is the Novi Amos, chapter 9. What Sukas David Hanefelis? Nefelis in the present. It falls, it continues to fall. Kamaimir Azal, the Gemara says at the end of Saita, Shemayom Shekharub Besamiktush, Ein Lechayom Shekil Elasim Eruba Mechavera. From the day of Churban Beis Hamikdash, there's no day that the Klolech, Hasvashalem, the negativity, the toxicity doesn't get worse than the previous day. It's all the same theme. Because the Histalkos, the ascent of the old light goes higher and the ascent goes deeper and deeper and deeper. And therefore every day that it continues, there's a deeper Hester, a deeper concealment because a new light is coming in. And therefore at the end of Galos, you have the most powerful emergence of the klippa, of the shell, of the husk, of what's called apikursis. Apikursis means the absolute denial and disassociation from the truth of reality. Spiritually, that's the concept of the melcham of goygamogag. The melcham is goygamogag that we speak about at the end of days this is, he says, the war of Apikursus against truth. Ki as it's known, be'inyin tar ha'schire. Tar ha'schire is the Novi Yeshaya speaks about the fact, it's a, quite a prophecy, the Novi Yeshaya speaks about the fact that v'hoya b'yoyimahu, on that day, Hashem is going to take a tar ha'schire. Tar is a shaver, a razor. Schir is a huge one, a huge razor. And he's going to shave the king of Assyria, the king of Asher. The Novi says he's going to shave his beard, going to shave his head, going to shave even the hair on his legs. That's what the Novi Yeshaya says. Tar HaSchir. So the Balatanya has a whole mime, the concept of Tar HaSchir is that Sancheir, the king of Assyria, in a way, he denies, it says in the Pesukim, he denied everything. He was Makhash, he completely denied the Metzius of Alakos. That's called Klippas Apikorsis. That's what's explained in the Maimer about Tar HaSchir. The whole explanation why he has to shave his hair, what it means, it's a euphemism. So, makhishim metzius alakus legamri. They completely deny any metzius of alakus, any metzius outside of the self, of the ego, of the physical is denied. Hagam sheheir me'ein gilui de la'asid al yidei divrei alakim chayim. Even though divrei alakim chayim is chsidus, called divrei alakim chayim. So he says, even though the Baal Shem Tev brought into the world something that's like the Gili of Mashiach, it's something of the Torah that we spoke, the Torah that's Me'ain, the Gili of La'asit, through Chsidis, through Dach, Kanal Bahagal, Pasukumayaz, Basladav Bishmechadav Kairalamaza. It's like Moshe says, when I came to Pari, it got worse. So the once you have the gilu of Dach, of Divri Elikim Chayim, the gilu of Pnimi Yisatayra, 
the Gilui of Ein Soiv, the Gilui of already the Torah of Mashiach, with the Yesha Nivra and the Yesha Miti are becoming one, where there's no separation. So, ooh, this is already symptoms of Geula. And you see that in those generations, after the Baal Shem Tov came the worst layers, levels of apicursus, of a complete denial of God, the greatest distance. So the same question that Moshe had, we ask in this Golos also. Al-Zen Nemar, on this the Novi answers, The Novi in Micha, Micah says, that I will show you wonders in the future, like I showed you by Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, that if you want to understand the Geula, you have to understand Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, that I knew, when you have a concealment on a lakus, just like before Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, Moshe already came and he said there's going to be Geula. And he already brought that in. He showed the different symptoms of Geula, pocket Pakadati. And he came to Pare. And what happens? Now it gets much worse, physically and spiritually. Pare calls it for the first time a lie. It's all a lie, a shek. So he says, Kimet says, the exact same pattern. Arenu Nifloyus happens before Mashiach. When you see such a concealment and godliness like before Yitzhiyus Mitzrayim, on a physical level and on a spiritual level. There's a tremendous yoke of Malchus and Erecheretz which basically represents the stress. Malchus is living in a regime that was ter- uh, basically a tyrannical regime, a, um, a czar who was a tyrant. All Erecheretz is the stress of work, the stress of life the pressures that people live in, and Hester Elikusis, that the divine core is completely eclipsed to the point that the Baal Shem Tev and his students revealed Torah, which was a Gilui Elikus, a revelation of godliness that came into the world. And nonetheless, Jews and non-Jews could look at it and say, it's Sheker, it's a lie. Like Paris said, Al Yishu B'divrei Sheker. So it's very demoralizing. He says, no. It means that the new light got revealed. The Ur Chodesh got revealed. Like by Moshe. Now, now the Gula can happen. At Syria, now it can happen. The new light got revealed. And that's why the old Gili didn't depart a little bit. It departed completely. When the Asara Mamoris are completely concealed. Completely concealed. This means the Asara Sadibris already have taken root. Now the Gula can happen. They can go to Matan when this happens, when the old, the new light already emerged in a very powerful way, what does it translate in? The concealment of the old light completely. Just like then, he says, Atasir, now you're gonna see. Laasid love, he says, Arenu Niflayus. I'm going to show you the wonders that the stim of the Khalstim and that which is concealed beyond all concealments will reveal itself here below in a way that you could physically see it. On that day, the Pasuk in Yeshaya says, 
that that will, what we are going, what are we going to say? Hine lekeinu zeh, kivinu loi v'yeshienu, zeh Hashem kivinu loi nagilu v'nismecha b'shosa. As the Gemara says at the end of Tainus, that maribetz boi v'oymer zeh, you could point with your finger and say zeh, hine lekeinu zeh, how could you say zeh? Zeh you could say on a cup, zeh you could say on a table, something that's as physical, as tangible, that my external five senses grasp it, I say maribetz boi v'oymer zeh. Atasira, the be the Gilia the Kus of La Asid Lava, the Khidish is it's Biriya Khushis, Vinigla Kvaidashem, Viro Khobasa Yachtov. It's Riya, just like you relate to the tangible, to the physical. That's how you're going to relate to the truth of of, of the Ain Saif. Now ultimately, all spirituality is counterintuitive. You have to come to a Shia, you have to talk about it. Physical is intuitive. You don't have to tell uh, if a person is growing up and is a natural biological development. At some point, a child knows this exists because the five senses, the stimuli comes back and the brain says this exists. It really exists. Same is true with everything. When it comes to higher things, you have to talk, you have to explain. It's not even somebody who's sensitive and gets it, but it's not zeh. It's not zeh. It's not like the body. The body, that's real. That's, that's, that's intuitive. That's just like this. You don't have to explain. You don't have to meditate. You don't have to meditate before you sit down to eat and say, you know, really, I'm not interested in the steak. And really the vegetables are horrible. And really this food, why should I even eat? But because I want to live. So if I'm going to develop an appetite, you don't have to do that. <laughs> What's the Lashen and the Nigen? Essen, Essech, Trinken, Trinkzech, Schlafen, Schlafzech. It's ganz good. You don't have to go. Comes to Lakus. Even a sensitive person is boinenus and contemplation. So it's a different type of emes. It's an emes that's not intuitive. It's not, it's not the realness of the world. It's not the realness. That's the chiddush of Lawson Lovey. The atasira. The arenu nifloyus. That's a completely new light. And the darkness of the previous light is only the psura, it carries within itself the psura, the news of that new air that emerges into the world. I don't know the reason. I don't know if anybody knows the reason. That was such a titanic tragedy. The Holocaust is such a titanic tra- tragedy. And I don't know that any uh, explanation can really uh, do it justice. And I ask you a question. You say Israel. And was it worth it? Not to underestimate the gift of Israel, but does it really justify that? The Holocaust remains such a black hole of darkness. You know, this type of darkness, we don't always understand. We don't always understand what it means. The idea is that the student just, you know, he holds on tight. He holds on. He may not understand, but he holds on. You hold on. You know, when there's turbulence, you got to hold on. Right? The plane is turbulent or the boat is turbulent, you hold on. You may not know how it's going to work out, but you hold on. You have to hold on to something that's unshakable. Amazing. That the Yashan Nivra is going to be one with that Subshat Yusuf. That the Guf itself, the Gilui of the Etzim and the Guf, 
That's why we see that the closer we get to Geula, there's such a new revelations about the guf. The body used to be, you know, at best some type of vehicle you got to take care of. Today, what is it called? The body holds the score, right? Today we know that everything is the body. Everything is in the body. Huh? So much healing is through the body, in the body. So at surface, you could say, what does it have to do with Yiddishkeit? But the truth is, that's the whole Kiddush of Mashiach. That God is real in Ruchni is, that's, that's not Mashiach. <laughs> that's the truth of the world. The whole Kiddush of Geula is, the Guf is going to reveal everything. It's all going to be in the Guf and through the Guf. All truth is going to come out through and in the body. And that's a complete paradigm shift. It's a, it's a quantum leap. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.